like to say good morning and welcome everybody. I uh, appreciate our children as always and uh, their enthusiasm and uh, Barry does a great job with them, getting them excited about singing. Which is, it's a good way to start the day off. And, uh, we just look forward to having a great day in the Lord. And uh, I woke up this morning with some lost people in my heart and uh, pray the Lord come by and speak to them today. And uh, the church just moved powerful and uh, I just like to see some people get saved today. And, uh, it's been my thought all morning. I just, uh, uh, if we all follow the Lord's will, we can see that happen. But my uh, brother Cooper dismissed Sunday school. appreciate being in God's house this morning and uh, God God's been good to us and uh, I was thinking uh, and somebody else mentioned it uh, like Barry working with the kids and all the all the people that we've got teaching Sunday school and and uh, working with the young people and uh, seemed like every every position or every job we've got some of the greatest people in it that there could be and uh, now that's that's not saying we don't all fail some but but God's blessed us and if if we well, I can use me. I, I know all about me. Uh, if I follow God like I ought to, if I can humble my heart and, and follow him like he wants me to, uh, there's a great blessing in it. If, if I don't get this guy out of the way, then I don't get nothing down here. And uh, so, but that, that's where every one of us are at. If our hearts are in it, God will bless it. And and I've been here. I've been here since I was a little kid. Started in a little block building on Albert Street, 
even I, even in the homes with my mom before that, before a long time before I got saved. And and from that time up till this time, uh, in my opinion, this church has had some of the greatest people in it that ever lived. And uh, uh, and if you notice, sometimes when Terry's preaching. He'll quote something that Siegel said or something that Elbert Smith said or or and and I go back to Flavius Ash. He was he was the one that preached the gospel to me the day I got saved. And I, I quote him a lot. And uh, the Bible said, Blessed are the dead that die in the Lord from henceforth, yea, saith the Spirit, they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. And it's it's evident. And, and we wouldn't have to quote them at all for it to be evident because you can look around at how God's blessed this church and, and the way people have followed the Lord down through time, it, it shows up. And it, it'll show on us if we follow the Lord. In the, if we get in our place and do our part like we're supposed to, uh, it, it, it shows up on us and it shows on our church. And God, God surely blessed us. But uh, this lesson this morning, uh, there's a real familiar scripture. And it starts out in the 8th chapter of 1 Samuel, the 4th verse. And uh, uh, I want to read one out of Judges, a verse out of Judges before I read that. The 21st chapter, the 25th verse of Judges said, In those days there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Now, you can, you can read through the book of Judges and uh, you, can, you can see that a lot of the time during that period, what was right in their own eyes wasn't right in the eyes of God. And sometimes that's the case with us. And I'm talking about us that's been saved and are coming to church all the time. If, if, we, uh, if we're not careful, we'll be doing what's right in my eyes. And sometimes the devil be telling me that's okay. And I know he's told every one of us that. So he'll bring something up. You ought, that looks like fun, or you ought to be in on that, and there ain't a thing wrong with it. Did you ever? Did you ever believe him, or, or take him up on that? There ain't nothing wrong with it, and and do whatever he was trying, tempting you to do, and then God come along and say, "You're absolutely wrong." I've been there and done that. So you can't you can't listen to the devil. He gets you in trouble every time. And uh, some of the greatest, and I've said this before, and people probably get tired of hearing me tell my experiences. But some of the greatest blessings, looking back on them now, are the times that God's come along and said you're in the wrong place or you you're in the, you're wrong. And let, he let me know for a certainty that I belonged to him, even when I was dead wrong. And uh, 
I didn't I wasn't looking at it like that then. But looking back on it, it's a blessing. But anyway, uh, there was no king in Israel, and every man did that which was right in his own eyes. If you've been saved by the grace of God, and and a lot of these people back here were saved by God's grace. I want I want people to understand that. Uh, I I read in a commentary on one of these lessons, and it uh, it bothered me. That whoever wrote the commentary on the I don't remember where it was at which lesson it was, but they said we we had an advantage over them people back there because they didn't have the spirit and we do. I'd beg to disagree. He that hath not the Spirit of God, the Bible says this now, he that hath not the Spirit of Christ is none of his. So if they didn't have the Spirit, the ever one, when they died, went to hell. And uh, so, uh, if people, ever, ever, ever person that's ever been saved had the Spirit of God, read about, read the 51st chapter of Psalms, David's repentance after he sinned. He said, Lord, take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Yeah. And if, if he didn't have the Spirit, it couldn't be took from him. And uh, Elihu in the book of Job, and, and the book of Job is, is probably the oldest book in the Bible. That's according to history now. But Elihu said, there is a spirit in a man, and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. That's where, that's where our understanding comes from. God gives it to us by the Spirit. But anyway, uh, Samuel was judging Israel, and he was getting old. To lay some background on this, he was getting old, and he had two sons, and... Uh, I probably got their names in a lesson here somewhere, but he he set them up as judges, and uh, and they they were doing evil. They was taking bribes, and and by, the Bible said they were perverting judgment. In other words, they they giving false judgments and and doing all kinds of evil stuff. And and the elders of Israel, and that's in this first verse. The elders of Israel got together and come to Samuel. Let me read this. Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel unto Ramah and said unto him, Behold, thou art old, and thy sons walk not in thy ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. Now they, they had a... I told my wife coming to church, they had a legitimate gripe as far as Samuel's sons were concerned. The thing of it is, uh, and, and I think if, if we know something's going on in the church, I'm just bringing this down to our day and time. If we know something's going on in the church, it's a good idea to let our pastor know if he don't know it. But the best idea, you can you can do that and then, then go to the Lord or go to the Lord first and then go to him. But 
God's the one that's running the thing. And whatever, whatever direction that we need, if, if, if something's going on, we don't, we don't understand, we don't know what to do about it. God's the one that's running the thing. We ought to get our direction from him. Now, let me read a, a scripture back in Deuteronomy, and then I'll try to get on with the lesson. Deuteronomy 17, 14 said, When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, and this, this was a pretty good time before this, and shalt possess it, and shalt dwell therein, and shalt say, I will set a king over me, like as all the nations that are about me. Now, when I was teaching young people's class, and this has been a long time ago. I don't, I don't, my kids were young. Anyway, and they're getting old now. But, uh, <laughs> uh, one of the most asked questions in Sunday school, uh, and I, don't, I can't remember how many times somebody brought it up, but they'd, bring, they'd say, <clears throat> our friends that we go to school with go to such and such a church, and sometimes they didn't even know what church they went to, but they go to church all the time, and they're, they're allowed to do all this stuff that we're not allowed to do. How come that is? The Bible said, come ye out from among the world and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And that's, that's why if we're God's people, we're, God wants, absolutely requires out of me to be separated from the world. He told me to lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset me and run with patience a race is set before me, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Now, that's where our direction comes from. And uh, uh, we, can, we can teach the best we know how. And Terry can preach the best God will give him, and he knows how. But the direction comes from God. If, if he preaches right, he got the direction from God. If I teach right, it comes from God. If you, if you walk right, it comes from God. And we got to look for our direction up there. And... And I've been thinking all morning, and, uh, and I believe I'm right. Uh, God's, God's wanting to, right now, and I believe, I believe it's this way every time the church comes together. God's wanting this morning to have a hallelujah meeting and to save everybody that's, come, that's here that's lost. I believe that's God's desire. He said it wasn't his will that any should perish. And, and the, the reason the church gets together is to preach the gospel to the lost. He told the church to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And that's not just talking to Terry Brock. That's talking to every one of us. We've got a part in the delivering of the gospel. If, if Terry gets up here to preach this morning and starts to read his scripture and I'm sitting back there with my head down asleep, I'm not got no part in it. I got, my heart ought to be in it. If my heart's not in the service, 
then I don't have any part in delivering the gospel in this service. So I, sometimes, sometimes we have a struggle, but and the devil, the devil does that. But anyway, they said we we want a king like all the other nations. We want to be like them. And we've got a lot. Of, we've got a lot of people that that are members of Lima Missionary Baptist Church that are, that evidently are saying, "I'm going to be like them," because they ain't here. If if all of our members come to church, they couldn't get in this building. They wouldn't even be standing room. So evidently, we got a bunch of them saying, I want to be like them. Slapping the face to God. And uh, I don't care. Uh, well, anyway, they said, we want a king. We want to be like, the, we want to be like everybody around us. Well, if you, you go back and read the instructions that God gave to Moses and he handed down to the children of Israel. He said, when you come into that land, you don't, you don't have no dealings with them people. And he was talking about the, the people that lived around them that had all these idol gods and all these strange things don't have, no, don't have nothing to do with that. Stay away from them idols. Well, you you come all the way down through the the book of Judges, and I I think I got a scripture wrote down here somewhere. It said, "I I told you, and you done it anyway, more or less." That's my words. And uh, God tells us a lot of times He will give us instruction, and he, like I said a while ago, He'll tell us sometimes you're wrong. He'll tell you every time if you're going wrong. He'll let you know. But we don't pay attention sometimes. That's one of Roger's favorite sayings. That we don't pay attention and uh, and get in trouble. How many times in your life have you had to repent? If you want a blessing, it's pretty regular. And uh, so... But they, they wanted to be like everybody else. They wanted a king. Well, God already knew they was going to have a king. He, God for, I believe God foreknew all things and still does. He knows, he knows my life from beginning to end. And uh, he knows everything about me. He knew, he knew they was going to ask for a king. And he knew he knew Saul was going to be picked. I believe I believe God set Saul in as king. He had he had Samuel to go anoint him. And uh, now Saul and if you if you read it, it's not, I don't think it's in this lesson today, but when when Saul Saul was with the prophets. And I don't know, I can't quote all of that, but or can't get it exactly right. But when he was with the prophets, he was prophesying, the Bible said, in the Spirit. 
So Saul was a man of God. And uh, if you remember when Saul, Saul, the evil spirit took over Saul, he kind of yielded to Satan. He got jealous of David and was trying to kill him. And David had chances a couple of times he could he could have killed Saul real easy. And some of his men said, well, why don't you kill him? And he said, I'll, I'll not touch God's anointed. So David, David waited and, and things worked out. God worked things out the way he wanted it. If Saul, Saul started out good, he, he'd, done a, he'd done a good job when he first got in. But then he, his heart got wrong, and, uh, and that's us. He was saved. He had the spirit, and he got wrong. If we're not careful, that, that's where Satan would like to get every one of us. And we, we still, he'd still like for us to be right here in Lima Missionary Baptist Church going through the motions and not having no spirit. So we couldn't, we couldn't reach the lost and our lost people would be pointing the fingers. Boy, there ain't much there. I don't need that. And if our people are doing that, then we need to move up. And I, I, I certainly hope that's not happening. But I've heard of it late, uh, in years back, but not I ain't heard that in a long time. And I appreciate it. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed unto the Lord. Samuel went to the right place. Samuel was a great man of God. Now his sons didn't walk too, too good. So same way with Eli. When he was a priest at Shiloh, he was, he was a great man of God. But his sons didn't follow in his footsteps. They were priests, but they were doing evil also. And uh, we, can, we can do the very best very best we know how and that don't guarantee that our our kids are going to follow in our footsteps but I'll throw this in for what it's worth I have an obligation to do the very best job that I can with with my children and uh, and and still yet in in that I probably have a big failure but I have that obligation. The Bible said train up a child in the way they should go, and when they grow old, they'll not depart from it. That don't mean they ain't going to get wrong. I believe, I believe Samuel taught his kids good. I believe Eli taught his. And, and, but now, Eli failed in this, and maybe Samuel did too. I don't, I don't read it, but you can read in the Bible where Eli's, sons were doing evil and they were priests under Eli. Eli was the chief head priest, chief priest. And uh, they were doing evil right in the house of God. 
And he said, he, he told them, said, you boys ought not be doing that. And that's as much as he said. Eli had the authority. He was their dad. He was also the chief priest. He could have kicked them out of there if he'd have wanted to. Uh, so we got to do the best we can and, and then stand for what's right. That ain't, that, that's not an easy thing to do all the time. But give us a king to judge us. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people in all that they say unto thee, for they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me that I should not reign over them. We need to be very careful uh, not to reject God. Now, if, uh, if it should happen, and I, and I, this ain't going to happen. Uh, at least I'd certainly hope not. Uh, if, if it should happen that Few people get mad at Terry for some reason and say, we're, we're just going to get rid of him. I don't like him. If, if God wasn't in it, that would be sin. That would absolutely be against the will of God. And uh, That would be sinning against God more. It'd be sinning against Terry too. But it'd be sinning against God. Now, I remember, and uh, I remember when Terry was voted in as pastor here, and God done it. I'd, I'd guarantee that. And, uh, by the same token, when Siegel was voted in here, I guarantee that God done that. And that's, I don't know how long ago that's been. Terry's been here about almost 50 years, and Siegel was here a while before that. I don't know how long. But from, we had, we had a little problem before, before Siegel come. A while and but from the time that Siegel come here till now things has went almost smooth there's been a few little things come up here and there and then you'll have that if the devil ain't fighting you you ain't doing the job good enough that's that's always been the way I've thought about it if the devil ain't giving me a hard time, I need to move up. And I don't like the devil giving me a hard time, but I like the blessings of God. And uh, so, if, if, we, if we give one of our brothers a hard time, we're doing wrong. And we're, now listen, every one of us, if, 
I'll just use my family. If somebody's treating my family bad, I'm, I'm going to get mad probably. Uh, I have a hard time not. And I believe God's the same way. If I'm if I'm treating if I'm treating you bad or talking bad about you or whatever, I don't think God don't like it at all. He wants us to love one another. And now, I can disagree with somebody and still love them. And I believe most of the time in this church, that's that's the way it's been. Even in even in some problems we've had, uh, we still loved one another. Most of us, anyway, as far as I could tell. And uh, still pray for each other, and that's the way it ought to be. Anybody got anything? Yeah, we've got a we've got a constant battle. And uh, when when I got saved, Satan was before I got saved, Satan was down in my soul. He was in charge actually of my life. But the day I got saved, Jesus moved in and he bound him up and his goods and cast them out into the earth. That's this carcass you're looking at. Satan's going up and down in this thing, seeking whom he may devour. 
He wants me to mess, he wants to help me mess my life up so that I can't be an influence on somebody in the right direction. He wants my life to influence people the wrong way. And, uh, and if we're not careful, we'll follow him and we'll, we'll get in trouble. It's a, it's a hard matter. And uh, if, a, if a, now I've, I've, I've known some preachers in my life that, that messed their life up. That got into some things that wasn't right. And I'm talking about good preachers now. I'm not talking about some of these. Well, I, I just, I don't want to get into that. But I'm talking about good preachers. Guys, people that were called to preach the gospel, saved by the grace of God, and got wrong. And, and Satan loved nothing better than that. And uh, if we're not careful, we can all do the same thing. And uh, we're here to be a light to the world and uh, be an influence, and we can be the wrong influence if we're not careful. People, people go to the day of Pentecost and real great day in, in, the, in the church. Them guys that were there on the day of Pentecost, the, Jesus told them to go to Jerusalem and tarry till they were endued with power from on high. And he, ta- he tells us, you go over on Yoder Road, and you wait till you're endued with power from on high, and then you then you can get up and preach or teach or testify or sing or whatever when God gives you the power to do it with. That's what that was saying, and uh, we the Spirit don't move in my life constantly. Sometimes. Sometimes I I try to pray and uh, don't get nowhere. It's just just some words going around in my head. But once in a while, once in a while, and what that one of them was this morning, I was able to pray. And if I don't get nothing out of the service this morning, I had enough then. God blessed me real good. And sometimes sometimes, sometimes it works that way when we get our heart right. But if our heart ain't in it, we ain't prayed. The words, the words don't mean nothing if God's Spirit ain't in them. And uh, we don't need to look to the world... And, and and we see we can see all the evil in the world and and uh, I believe this is my thoughts 
ain't, I ain't got no way of proving it, but I believe, I believe it's getting awful close to time for Jesus to come and get the church. Because this world, this world is getting awful. And I ain't just talking about Russia and them places over there. I'm talking about this country too. Sin. Sin's running all over the place. The devil's. And, and he's in a lot, of, a lot of churches that used to be good churches. And the devil's took over. And uh, I don't want to get into all that, but. <clears throat> and Samuel called in the 10th chapter, the 17th verse, Samuel called all the people together unto the Lord at Mizpah and said unto the children of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I brought up Israel out of Egypt and delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all kingdoms and of the, them that oppressed you and ye have this day rejected your God, who himself saved you out of all your adversities and your tribulations. And ye have said unto him, Nay, but set a king over us. Now therefore, present yourselves before the Lord by your tribes and by your thousands. You've rejected the God that saved you. And he said, Out of all your tribulation." The greatest tribulation I was I've ever been in, and I've had some problems in my life, but the greatest tribulation I was ever in was that Sunday morning in 1956 when God told me I was lost and on my way to hell. And that's the great tribulation that it talks about in Revelation when it said, "These are they that came out of great tribulation." and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. That's, I was in that tribulation that Sunday morning, and when I come to Jesus, that was He wiped that all out, washed it away, and, and you go back. Uh, I got a scripture I want to read, if I can find it real quick. It might take me a minute, but in... Uh, He washed my soul, made it clean, and it's been clean ever since. Now, this, this carcass you look at has been dirty sometimes, but that ain't got past the Spirit of God. The Bible said I was sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise till the day of redemption. The devil can't find my soul, never will. And, uh, well, I started to get off on something else, but I better not. Got no time left anyway, hardly. And, uh, <clears throat> and this is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. It's in the 61st chapter of the book of Isaiah. The 10th verse, I'm going to read just part of it. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. Now listen, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation he hath covered me with a robe of righteousness. And Isaiah testified that 750 years before Jesus died on the cross. And uh, 
Oh, he was clothed with the robe of righteousness. And, I, and that Sunday morning when I come to Jesus, in the blood of Jesus, washed me clean, and he, he put a new robe on me. And you can't, sometimes maybe you can't tell that by looking at the outside. But if you could look down in here, it puts your eyes out. And, uh, and it, stays, it stays shiny. It don't even have to have a wash job. The Spirit of God keeps it clean. And not. When he had, and this tells about him, I guess they was casting lots or something, and, it, and the lot fell on Saul. And he was, he was chosen, but he'd hid himself. He know he knowed what was coming, and uh, he'd hid himself. And they went. Somebody told on him. They went and found him, and he stood head and shoulders above everybody else in in the kingdom. And uh, they made him king, and he was a good king for a while. And uh, but then he failed the Lord just like all of us do, and got in trouble. And uh, ended up, him and his son both got killed, and and uh, they made David king in Israel. <clears throat> and I'm going to read the 24th verse, and I got to quit. And Samuel said to all the people, "See ye him whom the Lord hath chosen." Now they wanted a king, but. The Lord chose Saul to be king over Israel. That there is none like him among all the people. And all the people shouted and said, God save the king. And uh, we can, and everybody here knows, and I, I say this pretty regular, but I love Terry Brock to death. He's a great, great man of God. And I love his preaching. Because he lets the Lord use him. And, but if, if I got to the place where, if I know Terry wasn't going to be here, I stayed home, didn't come to church, I'd be, I'd be committing evil. Absolutely. This church, this church needs me here, whether Terry's able to come or not. If he's got an appointment to preach somewhere else, that's great. If God wants him to do that, that's the very thing he ought to do. But just because Terry ain't here don't mean I, I have to go somewhere else or, or stay home. I've got a, I've got a part. We, I, we put too much dependence on the preacher and forget about the dependence that God's putting in us.